Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Henneke Watkins-Porter, demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. It's the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, and I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. Now, you don't have to look far to see that IPOs are now becoming what they proverbially say, a dime a dozen. Without question, we can see that it will take more than a layperson to navigate the ins and outs of the process. With multiple steps and perhaps some legal hoops to jump through, having sound legal advice as you go through the process is paramount. Today, we are in for a treat as Matthew Hogarth, managing partner, MH and company attorneys at law, will take us through the legal considerations and just the overall process to be made when a company decides to go public. Welcome, welcome, Matthew. Thank you, Henrico. It's a pleasure to, to be here. Absolutely. And how are you doing? Um, you know, how is things how are things going for you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm giving thanks. Yes. Awesome. And that's a great place to be, right? We live in gratitude. We open up our spirits and hearts to receive more. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I mentioned in the you know preamble about all these IPOs that we are seeing of late, you know, more than before, right? Hats off to the uh, Jamaica Stock Exchange that has been doing a really great job, um, fantastic job right there, you know, bringing on these companies on board. But no doubts, as I also mentioned, there's a lot to do before the process of, you know, listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. So, Matthew, it's your job to take us through that process. What is it like? You know, what should companies do even at the very stage of thinking about, you know, um, listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange? I do agree with you that the JSE has been doing a fantastic job of spreading the word about the benefits of listing and the benefits of investing on the JSE. And there has been an increased level of financial inclusion. And that's very pleasing to, to see. Uh, I've I witnessed the, the, the exponential growth of the stock exchange and the listings, and it's a, a very good thing. W what we find is most persons that, most companies that deem themselves to be a good candidate to list on the stock exchange, be the junior market or the main market or otherwise, or another market on the, the stock exchange, all of them bar none tell us that they think they're in a state of readiness. And lo and behold, at night follows day, when we <laughs> do our due diligence with them, um, there are usually gaps. And that's, that's not an indictment. It's just that every company is at a different level of growth. They have different strengths. And um, it is not, not that they can't be you know, restructured at a basic legal level to put them in a position to list. But what you find is that the companies that we, we've seen that have really benefited most from an IPO or a, and a listing on the stock exchange 
and of course the, the investors have been those that took the time and took a year or so to put themselves in a state of readiness to list and so as to maximize their value and make it optimal for, for them to list. What do I mean? Um, usually an, a number of companies, um, there, are, there are a number of items such as that some that are financial in nature, some are non-financial in nature that need to be addressed. A number of companies aren't ready with their audited financials or their in-house fin, fin financials aren't, aren't up to date. That's a major and a big, big ticket item. So if anybody is looking to go to market, ensure that your, your financials are up to date and in order. There are a number of, of non-financial matters that you need to, to concern yourselves with. For example, governance, um, the constitution of your board, the um, diversity on your board, the skill sets, the skills matrix on your board, the committees on your board, proper reporting channels, um, your ability to comply with the stock exchange rules, the Companies Act, the Securities Act, before listing, in order to list, and then after you have listed as well. It sometimes requires somewhat of a culture shift in a company to make that transition from being a privately held company to becoming a public one. A lot of um, companies have looked at their operations and the efficiency there, thereof, their marketing strategies, um, brand value. Um, these are a number of things that do not necessarily sound in the financial side of a company, but these are items that speak to how a company is perceived and put well redound to its valuation. So what we have done is we have taken an approach in our office in which we have a business advisory company, MHN called Business Advisory, that has been preparing, working with a number of companies since, since last year to, to prepare them for an optimal listing. Thereafter, the legal side now sounds in what are the regulations and the laws that apply to, to the actual IPO process itself once you're in a state of readiness to allow you to qualify to, to then list because we must appreciate that the IPO process is separate from listing. You could have a, a successful IPO, but there are regulations and laws that, that allow you, that you need to comply with in order to qualify to list. So it's two, two separate things. Eh? You are in such a great place because uh, you are a former uh, director or board member of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, right? Sure, yes. As well as your company um, does that to help companies to get ready, get listing ready, IPO ready, right? So what I want to hear from you, because you did mention some gaps that all of these companies, they think that they are you know, ready to be listed and all of that. But then, of course, surely when, when it's time to do that, you realize that there are indeed gaps. No, you mentioned a few actually, but I want to get from you, from your standpoint, you know, and vantage point, what has been that biggest gap um, a company may have in terms of their readiness to be listed? Governance. A lot of people say, I don't have a board, which isn't true because every company must have at least one member of a board. But what they mean is they don't have a board that is structured with an audit committee and a remuneration committee and a corporate governance co committee that don't have certain policies in place and certain corporate governance infrastructure in place, um, which lends itself to, to um, good planning and operations. That, I would say, is the number one non-financial um, gap that, that companies have.
All right. So let's go into getting ready legally, right? Because we really want to understand what would cause a company to be IPO ready, you know, um, have a successful IPO, but yet they uh, cannot list for whatever the reason. So let's talk about the legal readiness of, of listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. What's that like? What what are some of the requirements um, that a company needs to have in place? Okay. So... Fundamentally, so you, you you have if we're speaking about equities, which is um what we're we are speaking about when we're talking about an IPO, um companies either list on the junior market, which is somewhat of an incubator to the main market. Um, you also have a USD main main market as well, but um generally at a high level, um you need to offer in an IPO a minimum of twenty percent of the equity of your your company so in other words post ipo at least 20 percent of those shares must be in the hands of the public and persons who are not connected to the company so the jamaica stock exchange rules has a definition of connected persons and those persons cannot be counted in that 20 percent that you're offering so for example if i were to float an ipo my wife is a connected person and could not form part of that 20 percent that, that we're offering to the public she would not be deemed to be a member of the, the public for for those purposes you also need to be issuing your that 20 percent to a minimum of 100 person that's not a lot of people you would see that the ipos that um of late i mean 10 years ago if you had an ipo with 300 sub subscribers that was fantastic um these days you're in the thousands sometimes tens of thousands um, so that at a minimum, um, there are also um, minimum capital re requirements too. So for example, for the jun junior market, once your company is, you've completed your IPO, you're paid in capital, meaning the capital paid for equity, the, the money paid for equity cannot exceed a half a, half a billion dollars. There are a few other requirements that are significant. Um, for example, the rules of the stock exchange requires that a company's articles, which is its constitution, has certain provisions or doesn't have certain things in it. For example, because you're listing now, you cannot have any restriction on the, the trading of shares because it's a secondary mar mar market, right? So Matthew and Henneke must be able to sell their shares to and from themselves or, or anyone else as they wish. So some of the things and the constructs that would have applied to a private company in its articles and its constitution just cannot um, obtain once you have listed. So there, there are a number of boxes to, to check uh, before you can get to the, the stock exchange's listing committee to consider a listing. The JSE needs to have checked its boxes. The company, the registrar of companies needs to have given, uh, needs to have registered your prospect us and be, be happy with what you've done. And last but not least, the FSC, the Financial Services Com Com Commission needs to be sure that, you know, the information contained in your prospectus and everything is on offer. And you need to prove that to, to the JC, amongst other things, for them to be comfortable to, to um, approve the, the listing. So that is regardless of if you have sold the IPO 10 times over you still have to meet that those those hurdles all right so but my question is then shouldn't or wouldn't at the point of being able to sell all those ipos um a company 
would have been in good stead or should have been in good stead that would cause them to be able to list and 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 so what are some of those and i and i, and I want to think that it would have been like an extreme case where you know a company would have been successful you know with the ipo subscription but yet they're not able to list what are some of those things that may perhaps from our history has shown because there's been a company or two who wouldn't have list for whatever reason right yeah i think there may have been a one the one or the one outlier or mm-hmm. or so um but i must say that the the process with the regulators the stock exchange the company's office the fsc is very collaborative from before from the stage of before the stage before you even open the ipo so there is there's so many eyes on the prospectus and the process that it mitigates that risk that when you come to the the point of the listing being con- considered at that point all boxes should have been been checked been, been checked and that's like your you know your your final way of dotting making sure all eyes are dotted on and t's crossed so how long does it usually take between um, a successful ipo and listing on the jamaica stock exchange once you close your ipo you should be able to list within a week or two mm-hmm. um so what we do if you 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 know is we look at we look at we at the beginning we look at the end in mind so we look at all of the all the regulations and laws and rules that we need to co- comply with and we front load the the um, efforts so once we once we close the ipo what we, we really need to do is fill in the blanks that we need to fit to, to fit, fill in are the is mainly how the shares have been allotted and to to who but by that time we are quite uh, we, we know what the share price is we know how much shares we are offering and those things mm-hmm. so the question i'm going to ask now i know the response is going to be contingent on whatever gaps they are in a particular company that needs to be um to be closed but on average a company deciding that hey i want to you know I want to IPO. What is usually average now, the timeline between making that conscious decision that yes, we're doing this and the process has begun to listing on the Jamaica Stock Exchange? From anywhere from two months to over a year. Mm. Um, some persons are just, um, you know, I've come across the companies that are just, I mean, their governance is top notch. Um, these are blue, blue chip companies, and it's not difficult at all to get them across the line. Not saying that you couldn't do, do that with others too, but sometimes when we have done the due diligence and you know the, the finance, we've looked at the the historical performance, financial performance of a company, and looked at the the projections of the company, and evaluation is done. It, it has happened where we have said. You know, guys, you're on a trajectory right now. You know, if you wait another year, your valuation could be so much better. Mm. And um, you know, that's good, good advice that's taken. There's one company I can think think of that I, you know, spoke to the founder one one day or over a couple of weeks or days and said, Well, you know, this your company is a good candidate to list. And she said, Okay, all right, you know, sounds good. And maybe two or three years after, and I, I gave her some pointers as to you know what she should try to to do in the interim. Mm-hmm. Maybe two, no more than three years after, I just got a call, Matthew. I'm ready. 
I said, related to what? <laughs> she said, related to this now. That's one of the most enjoyable IPOs I've worked on, and that company has done extremely well and continues to, to do well. And that is a good example of someone that um, really, you know, went about it in a forensic way. And, yeah. Um, Made sure they go hard and then go hard, obviously. Yeah, went hard and, and you know, did what she had to do and dotted eyes and cross T's. And it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, yeah. you, you don't want because you see your life as a listed company is different. You have to be reporting your quarterly financials, you have to be a well oiled machine in terms of reporting, you have to understand your reporting um, obligations, amongst other things. Um, when to report it, how to report it. Um, you, you need to, it, it's best if, if you have already in, inculcated and cultivated that culture before listing mm-hmm. rather than trying to catch up um, after and you know just just meeting. Yeah, um, and a lot could be said about the, you know, the, the the company and the exposure and all of that and what changed your personal the personality of the company changes almost. You know, uh, we could go into that and that could have been a whole different conversation and we could yes. take a lot of time dealing with that. But I want to ask, in terms of you know the legal readiness and readiness overall, have you noticed that the, it's um, industry specific in terms of the different time it may take? To get ready, does the industry has any bearing on it in terms Absolutely. of readiness? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, for example, if you're a business that um, you sell tactile, tangible items, um, stock taking and things and considerations like that can affect your ability to report or to finish your, your audited. Um, if you're a service-oriented business, that may be different. Um, it depends on how you know they 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 may it it varies yes so it they, I mean one size doesn't fit fit all mm-hmm. that's just it looking at when you examine the different types of businesses oftentimes we have to give advice regarding how peculiar and bespoke advice how to comply with certain regulations and rules given the industry that they we need to solve for certain bottlenecks that they may have. That sounds like solving for X. Remind me of my math class, huh? <laughs> All right, Matthew. Let me see. Did I? Okay, great. All right. Thank you so much. Um, we have you have shared a lot within the little time that we've been here talking, and I am going to um have us just um wrap right here. So, Matthew, if you'd be kind enough to just give a little overview of what we've spoken about, perhaps something that we didn't touch on that you need to to share, and secondly. Just share how might our listeners get in touch with you once we're done with this conversation. So go right ahead and give your final thoughts. I am pleased with the direction that the JC is going. I'm, I'm, ple- I'm pleased with the enthusiasm that um, companies have to list. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with the keen interest that investors have. Very pleased when I see that the majority of pers- of investors on the JC are younger than 42 or 43. That, that says a lot. Please to see the financial in, inclusion. Where I would, would like to, to, to see a lot more focus is, is governance um, with, with, with companies. Um, it pays, no pun intended, it, it pays dividends. Dividend. <laughs> <laughs> it's a worthwhile exercise. Um, I think a, a lot of companies also need to look into 
or consider um, mar marketing strategy and how they position them, themselves as well. Um, the FSC has been in consultation with stakeholders regarding some draft guidelines regarding how the IPO process is going to, to go. And it is potentially far, far reaching. And so um, we need to ensure that we are proceeding in the right manner and considering factors that, um, other than above and beyond just financial performance. Um, if anyone would like to get in touch with us, um, you can just Google us at MH and Co. Attorneys at Law or MH and Co. Business, Business Advisory. All right, Matthew Hogarth, Managing Partner, MH and Co. Attorneys at Law. Thank you so much for your time spent with us today talking about what it takes to go public. We're off to the markets, right? Thank you so much for, um, for spending time with us today, Matthew. Thank you. And thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast. Of course, you know that I'm your host, Henneke Watkiss Porter. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And it was brought to you by QMUX Wealth Management, making more possible. Now, for me, the thing that stood out today from this conversation I had with Matthew is that the fact that you have had a successful IPO in terms of the subscription, it doesn't automatically mean that you will be listed. And so all the I's have to be dotted and all the T's crossed. And so that is why companies like MH and Co, um, Attorneys at Law, can help you through that process. That's why they exist. So thank you so much again, Matthew, for sharing that. I'd love to hear the takeaway that you had as, as, an, as a listener. And you can send your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. In the meantime, please follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by me, Henika Watkins Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. And now, TV show aired on Business Access TV. You can find out more at henikawatkinsporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Zachary Harding, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Dr. Marcia Forbes, Dr. Street Forrest, Steph Golding, and much more. Of course, I am on social media at henikawatkinsporter. And that's all for now. See you next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget. Number one, do take care.